Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. They've always had great players, you know, so it'd be a test for us on what they do um, and how they are, how, how, how talented they are up front um, in the perimeter. That's Eagles quarterback. Jalen Hurts, his team hosting the Minnesota Vikings Thursday Night Football on Prime. Certainly a game with some fantasy football implications. And we'll talk about that and more now with our guest Andy Behrens from Yahoo Fantasy. And Andy, you're going to have to forgive me a little bit. I'm, I'm sure Gene told you off the air. We don't, we wouldn't bump you an hour for just anybody. It was Mike Singletary joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. I, I got a little bit uh, fanboyish here, as I'm sure is a Chicago guy. You, you can fully understand where we're at with that. Oh heck yeah! I, actually, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, I'm I, I'm looking forward to finding out if he had any uh, quick fixes for the for the Bears. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, he, he, I asked him about it actually. Whatsoever. I did ask him. I'm like, can we just get over on Green Bay? I mean, what's going on? And you know, <laughs> no. You his, his thing is, you know, the Bears are doing what a lot of teams are doing. They're doing the best that they can. Well, it's not the answer I was looking for, Mike. But <laughs> no, I certainly appreciate you giving it a, an effort there. All right, so man, we're we're picking up the pieces from. Uh, from a week one that was that was without uh, some surprises, certainly. Uh, and we look ahead to week two, which gets underway tonight in, in Philadelphia. What was your biggest surprise or takeaway from week one, Andy? Um, yeah, you know, I guess I would have to say that it was a couple of, uh, it was the quality of play of a couple of quarterbacks. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this positive. There's a lot of, you know, I, I could go down a bear's rabbit hole and I am not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I think I think one of the first things that jumped out to me was how slept on Matthew Stafford was, and I don't I don't mean that he's going to be some enormous fantasy factor necessarily. I don't I mean without Cooper Cup for at least four weeks, I doubt that he can be. But he looked awesome. Um, he looked he looked like vintage Stafford to me, and I think we I think we kind of slept on the fact, and there were reports to this effect, you know. He had a pretty normal off season and there was a lot of hand wringing, a lot of fretting over, you know, the, the elbow issues and whether, whether he was, he was basically at the end um, and, and whether he could get back to being the version of himself that he was in the Super Bowl, but let alone, you know, you know, Lions era, Matthew Stafford with the weapons grade arm. Um, he looked fantastic to me and, you know, he's, he's still throwing to, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, who was really good and all that. But man, um, it, like Stafford at his very best, you guys know this, but I don't know, maybe people have only been playing fantasy for a few years. They don't realize that this is one of the all-time NFL arms. And man, he just, he made some, he made some throws against Seattle that were, that were really special. So that was one thing. 
And I would also say that, um, you know, just maybe this is recency because I just rewatched the game, but um, Matt Jones was really good. And I, I think, I think perhaps, you know, we've all had a lot of jokes about the fact that they didn't have a real offensive coordinator last year, but like the fact that Bill Bryant, Bill O'Brien is on hand and they have a real OC this year might actually make a ton of difference. I thought Mac Jones looked, looked fantastic. Um, it, it was as good as I'd ever seen him. He was, you know, he's not like a super mobile guy, but he got pressure constantly and he dealt with it really well, like moved in the pocket really well, kept some stuff alive. I thought he was great. Finished with 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. And I think he played better than his receivers. Like there was a big drop by Bourne. There was a big drop by Juju. I mean, his, his numbers could have looked a lot better and they could have beaten Philly. Yeah, that's the good stuff, Andy, and this is timely because you have an article up today about, well, there's a lot of fantasy players that, whether it's Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or somebody else, wait a second, in terms of sounding the fantasy alarm on any of these, and again, it's only one week, is there cause for concern anything you saw in week one? Um, I think the situations that are most legitimate, and listen, you know, a lot, lot of people, I, I asked people what they were panicking about after week one, and a lot of people said the Bengals, and that's just silly, right? Because, I mean, the Bengals went to the AFC title game last year. They went to the Super Bowl the year before. They, they're littered with superstars, and we understand that, like, Joe Burrow missed all of camp, and that's basically, you know, a little bit of rust was to be expected. It's fine. Give credit to Cleveland. That's fine. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about the Ravens. I'm not worried about a lot of stuff that people were freaking out about. I will say I'm a little concerned about Drake London. Um, that was a that was a big one, right? Um, so Drake London put the put the zero up in the box score, which is you know he's a fourth or fifth round receiver in fantasy drafts. He's a guy who finished the season last year like 48 targets over his last five games, um, pretty productive. But it's clear now that Arthur Smith has not only Tyler Algier, like one really solid running back, but he also has Bijan Robinson, a guy with draft capital and all kinds of crazy talent. Um, like we know in his heart that all that Arthur Smith really wants to do is run the ball 40 times a game and get out with a narrow win. Um, he can definitely do that now because they like, there were, there were, I want to say 41 uh, total offensive touches for Atlanta in that game. And 34 of them went to the two running backs, went to Algier and Robinson. And like, that's a, that's a dream script for Arthur Smith. So I'm pretty worried about Drake London. I think that's legit. I'm obviously it should go without saying I'm pretty worried about Justin Fields and DJ Moore. That's <laughs> that seems pretty legit. Cause I, uh, you know, I don't, we don't need to, we don't need to relive that Bears Packers game mm-hmm. uh, for very long, but Justin Fields is leaving week one with an average intended air yards per target of 2.9, mm. which is shocking. That is, that is crazy low. That is, that means literally every throw with the exception of like three were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, it was, it was, it was weird offense to watch. And I'm sure some of it is fields and a lot of it is the design, um, but it was terrible. It was abysmal. Andy, I want to go back to Atlanta for a second because you mentioned the lack of production from Drake London. London and going into the season, I think we all kind of scratched our head. I'm like Desmond Ritter. They're really going to start Desmond Ritter. Well, you can start Desmond Ritter if you're not asking him to win games for you with his arm, and, and all he's going to do is is hand the ball off to Robinson or Algier. And I think Algier, having the rookie season that he had last year, wasn't somebody that was just going to disappear into the shadows because they invested a first rounder in Bijan. So my question is. 
how do you treat Algier? Is he in your lineups? Is he more than just a, a safety? Is he flex worthy? Is he RB two worthy considering the, the workload that he got in week one? Yeah, he's absolutely in lineups. This is the, this is the rare situation I think where um, two running backs basic, you know, probably going forward, you'd have to say, you'd have to handicap this as like a 50, 50 job share. And I'm sure there's going to be games where one of them is just rolling and that person takes on, you know, more of a, more of a featured role. Um, but, I, you know, you just have to, if you're just going to guess for the rest of the season, you, you'd call it 50, 50. Um, and, and that's usually a little bit of a fantasy nightmare, but not with Arthur Smith because um, they are going to run the ball 30 plus times a game. So this can be a 50, 50 job share. And both guys are still getting like 16, 18, 20 touches a week, right? Like, but it's like the one team where that is pretty clearly going to happen. Um, so I, I have a ton of confidence in them in part because like they can, they can get away with these game plans. Like they're built for it. That offensive line is really good. They're great run blockers. So that was one of the things that I, I came away from watching Algier last year. And like the number of times that he's not touched until he's, you know, two, three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It was a lot. Um, and you said, you set him up that way this year. You said Robinson up that way this year. They're going to be, they're going to be all kinds of fun. Um, but it is really going to take a chunk of central production away from guys like Pitts and London. Um, the other, you know, the other funky thing with London, and I've seen some other people comment on this, like he, he was lining up like left side most of the time. And R- Ritter at this stage in his career, he's, he's looking to the right side of the field. So like London wasn't really, wasn't really aligned uh, in a, in a spot that was going to get fed targets. Not that they had very many targets anyway. So again, I'm, I'd be, I don't, I don't even know if I'd call it panic. I mean, I would just sort of be resigned to the fact that I'm going to have a really, really low volume receiver if I had drafted London or Pitts. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy is our guest, and I would suggest following Andy on Twitter because uh, you, you had the tweet of the week, in my opinion, Andy. Uh, if your favorite thing about the 2022 NFL season was the random and unknowable nature of the Rams' backfield, I've got great news, which at the time, like, my son and I are watching, like, what are we doing here watching this game, the Rams? in the Well, Cam Akers, I don't think you can trust 22 carries uh, on 20, uh, you know, what was it, 29 yards on 22 carries? Ridiculous. So your thoughts on that backfield. But also, and a lot of people picked up one of those Rams uh, receivers on the waiver wire. Is that a safe play this week? The targets have to go somewhere against the Niners, but it, it is the Niners here, uh, Andy. Your thoughts on what is around Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles right now? Yeah, the, the only thing that seems dicey about, I mean, I, I think both of those receivers should have been picked up. And like Nakua, um, we, can, we can talk about him separately, but Nakua saw 15 targets. And in any given week, if a receiver sees 15 targets, like that's an automatic ad. That's, that's, um, the targets are generally earned. Um, that, that was just crazy production out of him. Um, so, yeah, like I think, I think those guys needed to be added. They are facing San Francisco, and the Niners' defense is as good as it gets, and they just absolutely annihilated. And not only annihilated, but like actually injured a large chunk of the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So that's terrifying. The, the, you know, the Niners' defensive front versus the Rams' offensive line sure seems like a mismatch to me. So you just kind of hope that your Rams players get out of this okay. Um, but it was also super clear that Kyron Williams is the number one back in, in L.A. Like that, that seems settled. I know that Akers had all those carries, but a lot of them came very late in, in that game. Once, it, once the outcome was decided, you are very fortunate if you started and that you got the touchdown. 
because he was brutally inefficient, right? 22 carries, 29 yards. He did, did find his way into the end zone, but Williams got there twice. And Williams is the guy who was, who was really up snapping him early. And the snap still ended up like 65% for Williams and 35% for Akers. So that is clearly Kyron Williams' backfield. Um, and Akers, I, I guess he's not a drop, but he's pretty close to it. Andy, uh, a little piece of my fantasy football heart died because of how much hype went into the preseason of J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, and we all believed that this was going to be a, a breakout season, and to see him go down with that with that injury uh, in that game, it, it sucks. It sucks as a football fan, and it, it certainly sucks if, if you invested in him in fantasy football. So do you have a lean on his backups? Do you have a lean one way or the other between Edwards and Justice Hill? Which one you think might be the, the better back out of the two? Which one might be the one worth worth having some stock in here the rest of the season? Yeah, first of all, it is like it is the most painful thing about being an NFL fan, right? Is that stuff like this happens. And in Dobbins' case, it's happened like before he actually secured the second contract and all that. So you feel terrible for the player. Um, you, you feel bad for the team because they're obviously a better team with him in the mix. Um, and then you feel bad that you have to like give fantasy spin to, you know, a career threatening situation like this. Sure. Um, you know, but both Justice Hill and Gus Edwards were super popular ads this week. I will say that Justice Hill had a little bit of a role in that game before Dobbins went out. Um, we, we know that the, the head coach, at least, um, certainly trusts Gus Edwards, uh, and he finished the game with the same number of carries as Justice Hill. Hill had a couple of touchdowns. Edwards had a two-point conversion. They're probably going to split carries this week, but we also have Melvin Gordon sort of entering the chat, right? He was on the practice squad. They elevate him. Um, we still have a couple of brand-name free agent backs out there unattached to any team, Kareem Hunt and Fournette. Jonathan Taylor on the trade block. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to guarantee that Justice Hill is just the guy who carries the mail for the rest of the year, or that this is the situation they move forward with. It might be, um, but I, it, it also shouldn't surprise anybody if the guy who ends up leading that backfield in uh, yardage this season is not yet on the team. Like that's totally possible. That is definitely in play. And then you've got you know the fact that Lamar Jackson is going to take eight, ten, twelve carries a game as well. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, our guest, and we have a decent matchup tonight, Vikings in Philadelphia, and and Andy, uh, I, for anybody that owns DeAndre Swift, do we take a deep breath and say, okay, <laughs> it, it stinks that Kenneth Gainwell isn't out, but maybe Swift gets back in there, or are we worried about our favorite sports radio caller, Boston Scott? Hey, this is Boston Scott. Back out. <laughs> like, I, honestly, like, can you assess the Eagles running back situation? Because I'm all crossed up here. Well, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, any thought that we might have had that it was going to be a committee, uh, it was not in opening week. It was it was Kenny Gainwell's job, like fully. They came out and I want to say that either five of the first six or maybe the first five touches in the game went to Gainwell. It was exclusively him. Um, you know, Rashad Penny, not even active. DeAndre Swift finished with something like two touches for three yards um, and Gainwell got like 18 touches. It was entirely Gainwell's job. No committee, no nothing. Um, and then he comes away with a rib injury and it's a short week and he can't play. So like long-term, I, I, there's, there's clearly an opportunity here for Swift. And I would be, mo- well, I want to say that I would be surprised if he continued to have a small hole because this is the Eagles. 
and they've had Boston Scott in the building for a long time. And it totally, it absolutely would not shock me if Boston Scott led the backfield in touches this week. Um, as it is, I, I guess I expect him to sort of split it with DeAndre Swift. I'm, I'm reluctantly playing Swift in a couple of spots. I think he's good. I think he's generally a little bit overrated by the fantasy community specifically. Um, so I'm not, I'm not banking on like 20 or 24 touches in this thing. I think you have to be happy with, if you get a dozen, um, I think that's probably pretty good. If you get a dozen and like four of them are catches, that would be great. Um, that's, that's more, that's more what I'm thinking of right now. And then we've got like a week and a half for, for Gainwell to get ready, um, or to get healthy for week three. And I, I kind of sort of think that unless somebody just has a supernova game tonight, that it'll go right back to Gainwell. Chiefs uh, Jags is the highest over under at Vegas right now for uh, Sunday's slate. Andy, uh, are we expecting Kelsey? What are we hearing about uh, the Chiefs as they rebound, try to rebound from Week One? And and what was your takeaway from the Jacksonville offense after one week of play there in Indianapolis? Yeah, um, Kelsey is expected back. He was back at practice. That was a that was a really good sign. Of course, he had you know they played on on Thursday last week, so he had a little bit of extra time to um, to bounce back. Um, I, to your question about Jacksonville, I thought Trevor Lawrence looked awesome. I probably should have talked about him at the top too, when we mentioned Stafford and Mac Jones, like I, at some point during the middle of that, that indie game was fun. Like that yeah. Indianapolis Jacksonville game was fun. That was like the primary early game that I was watching. And in the middle of it, um, I put a little money down on Trevor Lawrence as the, the league MVP, right? There, right? Cause he's just like, he's got it. He's got a cannon and he looks great. And Calvin Ridley looked great. Um, Calvin Ridley was making catches with like, I know a little bit of this is on Indy, but he was making catches with nobody else in the camera frame. Like he, he is pretty clearly um, back to being the Calvin Ridley of old, which was just an absolutely great player. So I, I that game should be the highest total of the week. Um, it should be really fun. Wouldn't shock me if it is a, a very narrow margin. I am, I am really impressed by Jacksonville's offense right now. Um, Kansas City was obviously a nightmare without Kelsey. They they probably win that game if if they just get a normal bad game from Kadarius Tony right. and they don't get like the worst game that you've ever seen a receiver play. <laughs> you know, like I mean, a whole lot of things had to go spectacularly wrong for them to for them to lose that one. So I I I still think that once Kelsey's back, we're going to get a fully functional Kansas City offense. Last one for me, Andy, and uh, they had the Fumigate MetLife Stadium Sunday night. <laughs> like, we've been talking about how the Bills have a get-right game against the Ravens. I mean, the Giants, can we call this a get-right game against the Cardinals, or are there concerns beyond uh, what you know playing a great defense in Dallas? And furthermore, Darren Waller, do you need to see it first, the soft tissue injury? He's saying all the right things I'm reading online here today, but but your thoughts on Waller and, and the Giants offense moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think you I think you got to play him. It's such a it's such a weird landscape at, uh, at tight end right now. So the the top three tight ends in terms of fantasy scoring after week one are Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst and Donald Parham. Right. Like, there's no, like, okay, you're going to roll with one of those guys. I mean, Henry played a great game, made a great catch, but um, yeah. we're not rolling with any of those guys over Darren Waller, even if Darren Waller is like playing through a hamstring issue. Um, as long as he's playing, I'm going to start him. I, I think you, I think you just have to, that's like a burn the tape game. If you're, if you're the Giants, it was a nightmare scenario. Dallas's defense is both opportunistic and great. So that, that's what that was. I'm, you know, the, the Giants are a much better team than that. 
they they still have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Waller's still a really good player. They have a bunch of talent. They have like interesting talents at receiver. I'm I'm optimistic that by the end of the season, Jalen Hyatt is a thing. So they're they're obviously better than that. I th- I think you can you know kind of close one eye and and still sort of trust Aaron Waller. All right, Andy, let uh, our audience know how Yahoo Fantasy should be a part of their fantasy routine, which gets underway tonight with Thursday Night Football and extends into Sunday. Yeah, watch us tonight on Fantasy Football Live at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. We go for about 75 minutes right up until kickoff, answering sit-start questions, um, talking about what we think the biggest issues are this week, and we do a little preview for Thursday Night Football, so check us out there. Andy, did you uh, survive in your survivor pool? I did. I did. Um, it was tight. I took, I took Washington and that was way closer than it needed to be. Um, but I got through, I'm, I'm happy about it. And I think I'm, I think I'm on the giants this week. So here's, here's, I, I'm going to just try to pick on Arizona all year is basically pick on a bad team is yeah, a, good a good strategy. We're yeah. on Buffalo. We're, we're hoping that the bills bounce back that, you know, when you talk about teams that, that want to burn the tape or have a bounce back game, the giants would be a candidate for sure. But we don't believe everything that we saw out of the bills on Monday night either. Oh yeah. Fully, fully agree with you. I'm, I'm just trying to save the bills for later. Um, Cause I think I'm, there's going to be plenty of spots where I feel good about playing the bills and maybe, maybe fewer where I feel great about playing the giants. Andy, have a show tonight. We'll look forward to it, and we'll talk again next week, buddy. Thanks for the time, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Andy Barons, Yahoo Fantasy Sports, stopping by for his weekly chat on fantasy football here in the sports bar. I have so much respect for Andy and fantasy football, I was not going to say, don't save. You weren't going to call him a loser? No, you were not going to give him your rules. Savers. Andy, (laughs) come on. Savers are loser. Everybody knows, Andy. Andy, you know this. Savers are loser. Don't save the bills. Take the bills this week. Well, okay. Can we just explore that? If you're going to save the bills, what are you saving them for? Game of the commanders on the road? You're not saving for Dolphins. You're not saving them against Jacksonville and London. You're not saving them against Brian Dable. Or the Patriots. Like, when are you, like, okay, if you're in the November, I'll worry about November when we get to November. Yeah, you're right. 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 Uh, appreciate Andy giving us his time every uh, Thursday. You can hear Andy Barrett's. We'll get you a top-notch fantasy football talk here in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. All right, we're going to take a break here. Come back. We have some news and notes, some headlines to get to from around the NFL with appetizers, including a new deal for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the UK with the NFL happy hour right around the corner as well, Gino. And we could talk a little bit more about what Ken Dorsey said uh, today when he he spoke to the media. It's a phrase that he used repeatedly in trying to talk about the, the mistakes of Josh Allen and if they're correctable. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, smart, not conservative football. It makes my, I feel like I got, I have a nosebleed coming on when I think about it. Smart, not conservative football. The words of, of Ken Dorsey. We'll dissect. Yeah, <laughs> you, dissect you, what? You, you don't know either. Uh, no. Nobody understands. We'll get into that and more next. It's a happy hour on the way here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 